Welcome to Sweet Flower Podcast, where we touch on topics such as self-love, beauty, relationships, inspirational women, and overall the sweetness that it is to be a woman. I am Jessica Molina, and I'm so happy to have you here. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode, so let's dive in. Wow, where did January go? (laughs) Like, it's already February. That's crazy. We're already one month, two months into the new year. So it's not really a new year, I guess, but you know, I'm not even mad because I love February and yes, I love Valentine's Day. That actually happens to be my favorite holiday, (laughs) which is, I'm pretty sure you don't really hear people say Valentine's Day is their favorite holiday, but I'm going to admit to you, it's my favorite holiday because I love love. (laughs) And yeah, so January, you were cute. You were a good month, but February, I'm so ready for you. So here we are. (laughs) All right, so today's topic is going to be about our hair. Our hair, yes, our hair. (laughs) And I've been wanting to talk about this for a while because I've actually personally struggled with my hair and didn't realize how powerful our hair really is to who we are. Um, To some people, your hair is kind of just your hair, right? It's just there. But, you know, we spend so much time. Well, I know I spend a lot of time, like, getting ready. I'll do my makeup. I'll change And the last thing that I'll do is my hair because I feel like my hair really will like put it all together in the end. But when I'm not having a good hair day, oh, you, you, you know, it's not going to be a good day. Like how many of you can agree with me on that? Like bad hair day equals just bad day in general. And who would, who would have thought, like, our hair has so much power in our, like, mood? So, our hair really plays a big role in our self-confidence because it's literally on our head. And it's something that is so personal to us, but it, yet it's so public. The world sees it wherever we go. It's on us. And I've heard in songs and I've read in articles, like, your hair, a woman's hair, is her crown. Yes, it is your crown, baby girl. You are a queen. You have that crown on you every day, 24-7. It is such a big part of you, such a big part of you. And... It's such a beautiful thing, actually. And um, so I want to touch on, you know, oh, there's just so much to touch on, really. <laughs> but I could, I could really, like, dive super deep into this. But I want, I just want you guys to appreciate, if you don't already, 
you know, the the beautifulness of your hair and just like the power of it, really. So I want to kind of touch on the symbolism of hair. So we know that it symbolizes identity, who we are, and it's just a, a very powerful way of expression. There's just so many types of hair, like curly, straight, fine, thick. Like, I'm not a hairstylist, so I'm probably just saying the really basic <laughs> types of hair, but you, like, it's it just varies throughout different cultures, different ethnicities. It's just, like, endless, long, short, you name it. And, you know, you go through a breakup, you cut your hair. It's just, like, it's it's a big part of our identity. Um, you go through a color change, that's, like, a huge thing because it's a part of, like, you're going through a certain phase in your life and your hair, you just want to express that feeling and what do you do what do we see in movies when the girl is sad when the girl is going through something or when she feels powerful like what does she do she dyes her hair she cuts her hair she gets a new style like it's 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 just you know it's just such a powerful way to show our identity to the world um but also it is a symbolism of our feminine of femininity, right? Um, a good example of this is during the Civil War, women were not allowed to fight in the war, but there were women that wanted to. So what did they do? They cut their hair to, to look like a man because men didn't have long hair. Men didn't, you know, men had a certain, their hair, you knew like, the men had their style of hair, and the women were known to have long hair. So they cut it because it's kind of saying, look, I'm, I'm a woman, but I'm taking this part of my womanhood off of me so I can blend in to be something that's a little bit, I guess, more masculine. So it's a big symbolism of femininity. And that also brings me to how... Hair is seen like in a men's a male's perspective. It's something that's a physical attraction. So you post a picture of yourself, right? And it's your face and your hair. Um, or just like when a man is talking to you and he's just like, I want to run my fingers through your hair. It's just such a, a sensual like thing for a man it's just like something that's very attract like attractive for him so it's always but even not just now like it's just always been associated somehow with our sexuality as well so that brings me to the Victorian age which let me tell you <laughs> It was very long ago from now, but I found this to be very interesting. Um, so in the Victorian age, hair was seen, it was seen as the power of a woman and that it could seduce men. So think of Venus, like 
even just, yeah, Venus, when she was born, I mean, she had hair, beautiful. And just that famous painting of her, um, her hair is just so flowy, it's long. And then you even have Medusa, even though it's not hair, but it's still on her head, and it's kind of a symbolism of her hair, and it's snakes. So it, again, ties into the identity of her, but also her power. So going back to the Victorian age, women's hair, a woman's hair was her power. And her power was to be able to seduce men, which then would create families, which then embodied her sexuality. So... You already know <laughs> where this is going, right? So certain women were looked at as, I guess, wifey material if she had her hair tied up because having her hair tied up, it showed that she already lost her innocence, but she's able to hold her sexuality together, like in control. She has it in control. And so women were only allowed to let their hair down privately with their husband in a bedroom so then that her husband would see the power of her hair. And it was only reserved for him. Isn't that crazy? So women that had their hair down, they were looked at as just women that had no control over their sexuality. And you know what that means, right? They were seen as, I guess, <laughs> whores, not marriageable women. Like, And it's crazy. <laughs> you want us to have it tied so we look more marriageable? Please, please, like, I cannot believe. Um, so that's just an example of, even back then, men were trying to, like, our hair, tell us how to tie our hair and how it affects the rest of our life, whether or not we will get married or how the world will see us. And now... It's different, right? Fast forward now. We're not told if you wear your hair up or down, you're a certain person. But there are certain um, stereotypes with hair color, right? Think of movies and actresses and their roles in certain movies or TV shows. And you have your blonde, you have your brunette, and you have your redhead. Obviously, there are way more hair colors than that. And especially now with all these, like, hair trends. But the basic three are those. And blonde was even, like, if you read Shakespeare or just old literature, gold or blonde hair was always, at that time, like... It was the that was the trend to be blonde was to be almost like holy <laughs> because blonde hair at times was associated with like 
being a halo. And it also resembled youth and beauty and money sometimes as well. And then you have your brown slash brunette hair. And even in that time as well, it was considered to, if you had brown or brunette hair, you were considered to be more rich and soulful and portrayed as someone who was much more sophisticated and mature. And then you have the redhead who was more known to be bold, passionate, and fiery. And even though these are old stereotypes, we still see those stereotypes now. And um, it's crazy if you really like pay attention to, I mean, there's a reason they put certain people in certain roles or like certain scenes. Like a good example, I don't know if many of you know this movie and I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly, but um, it's an Italian film and it is called... Malena, I believe. And there's a scene. Um, so throughout the beginning of the movie, she is this beautiful woman that everybody just like stops. The whole town just stops and looks at her when she's walking. And she has long, beautiful, dark brown hair, silk, silky, luscious, however you want to describe it. But it's just beautiful, long brown hair. And she's a beautiful woman. And the whole town just like stops and looks at her and just admires her beauty. And then later on in the movie, you know, some things happened. Some things happened um, that led her to kind of lose that part of her and become a totally different woman. So what does she do? She cut her hair. And that scene was like so intense. It's something so simple as cutting your hair, but it just is, again, so powerful. Your hair is just this really big part of you. So she cuts her hair, and the next day, she's walking down the village, and she now has red short hair, and she even has lipstick on, and she just even the way she dressed was a little bit more different and she showed a little bit more skin. And just the way she carried herself, it was just like this very like confident, bold, like I'm here and I don't care what you think of me type of attitude. And she didn't even say a word. It was just the fact that she changed her hair, she changed her attitude. So what I'm trying to say is like... Even though these are stereotypes, they, they somewhat do have like an impact in how we carry ourselves. So she went from brown hair to that beautiful red hair. And I mean, you have to check out that scene. It's, I've seen pictures of that scene on Pinterest. Um, it's a really good film as well. But just that, that whole impact of changing your hair and how... It went from brown to red and how I just mentioned that red was associated with being bold, passionate and fiery. And that's something that back in Shakespeare's time, it was a thing. And this movie was, you know, it's in the 90s, but still that's pretty like recent compared to hundreds of years ago. So 
it, yeah, it's just, again, identity and power and also in culture, hair is seen in some, as something sacred for many different cultures. Um, I want to share, I don't, I, I'm not going to get into too much of the cultures, um, but just like to get an idea you have the Native Americans who would rarely, rarely cut their hair. And why is that? Because it symbolized strength to them. And they would only cut their hair when somebody, like a family member, had passed away. And so they would cut to symbolize the loss of a loved one. Again... So, like, I can't say it enough. Uh, please, take a shot every time I say powerful. <laughs> That's the word of the day. But it's just, I can't, it's just so impactful. Um, Africa. In many cultures within Africa, hair is a very, very spiritual, has a very, very spiritual significance. And it's such a beautiful thing to me. Um because your hair, it protects your head, right? It's on your scalp. It's, it's protecting your head, um, which then means it's protecting your mind. And it's, oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> I totally, that's just such a beautiful thing. And so that's why taking care of your hair is just, it's, your hair is just such a, it, it's, Throughout different cultures, it's just so, it's so beautiful, the different meanings that it holds. Um, and I also want to mention India, because I love Indian culture. From what I know of Indian culture, um, the hair care, the feminine hair care, is a very societal priority. So Indian women... They're just, they have beautiful, long, thick, black hair. And to them, it is a sign of their beauty. And it's always been a sign of their beauty for centuries and centuries. So this is nothing new. And what's so beautiful about their culture is they adorn their hair. They put flowers, they put jewels, just to even accentuate more of the beauty of the hair. Did that even make sense? More of the beauty of the hair. <laughs> yes, to accentuate the beauty of their hair. Even more than it already is beautiful. Because we know, I like from what I've seen, Indian women have beautiful hair. Um, so again, that emphasizes the beauty and the grace of hair. Hair, you guys. And I'm brushing my hair, and my hair is falling on the ground. <laughs> and I'm just like, here's my hair. But I don't think, and this is the beautiful thing about America or the United States, is that we have so many different cultures. And so, you know, based on the people you know or where your family come from comes from, you know, you may see hair a certain way. But at the end of the day, throughout the whole world, Hair is not just strands of protein or keratin. 
um, growing out of your scalp. It's, it is a woman's crown. It is her strength. It is her power. It is her beauty. And, you know, going back to one of the first things that I said, how hair is like a symbolism of your femininity, your feminine side or whatever. You know, I, I think it's for a long time we've been told to have long, beautiful hair. And I trust me, I love long, beautiful hair. But I also love when women cut that, cut it to shoulder length, do a pixie cut. It doesn't matter. I love seeing women express themselves through their hair. Something so little as a trim, something so simple as a haircut, it, it, it's so beautiful to see women not be afraid of, the, of like breaking the boundaries or doing something out of the, I guess, norm, which, you know, now it's, we're 2019, like, it's different. And it's crazy because the hair trends now, <laughs> it's, you know, I'm going to say it's a lot of wigs out there. And I'm not going to lie. I wear wigs too. I bought, well, I don't wear them, but I bought some. But we can't forget, again, that's also an expression of you because it's on your head. It's, it's your crown. But don't forget about the hair that is growing out of your beautiful mind. Um, I don't want to say scalp because that doesn't sound cute. <laughs> but I just think it's it's important. And I, am, I know so many women that already take care of their hair. But to take care of your hair with a purpose is what I want <laughs> to share with you, is what I want you to, to be aware of, is that, you know, your hair is so much more than just a pile of whatever you call it, another word for hair. <laughs> it's it's you, it's who you are, it's, and again, what I was saying, when women color, dye their hair, cut their hair, it's so impactful, and it symbolizes to me like a new chapter in her life or uh, an epiphany. She might have had an epiphany. And the way that she's showing that she went through a certain thing, a certain um, moment, she's showing the world, look, you know, I went through this or I realized this. And this is how I want to express it. And when women cut their hair short, it used to be looked down upon. And look back to the 1920s, floppers, they cut their hair. Why? Because they were tired of being told, you have to have long hair. And the women that have long, beautiful hair, um, it's such a beautiful thing because it's not easy to take care of. And it just, it's so beautiful and that's why also you know women by extensions but they want that fullness uh it's just 
there's so many things and I appreciate all styles. I appreciate every type of hair. I think it's beautiful. I love a good, you know, I love going to the salon and getting my hair done. I know I feel good when my hair is good. And it's not just for me to get pampered or whatever. It's my hair. I want to treat my hair good because my hair has been with me for a long time. My hair is a part of me. I just can't imagine, you know, not caring about it. So that's why we get frustrated when it's frizzy, we get frustrated when it's dry, we get mad if it's too fine, or we get mad if it's too thick, but you know what, that's you, it's a part of you, so you gotta learn to love that, and you gotta learn what works for you, and if you're ever going through something, and you decide to cut your hair, I'm here to tell you that such an amazing thing to express yourself through your hair, whether whatever you do with it. Um, so that's that's what I got today. <laughs> that's what that's what I got. I just want you to know that every day when you wake up, when you go to sleep, when you're going about your day, that you have a crown on you, whether it's long or short, curly, straight, kinky, whatever. It's a crown. It's you. Love it. Embrace it. And don't worry what other people think. If you love your hair the way that it is right now, forget other people's opinions. Because your hair is you. No one can tell you how to do your hair. I'm just telling you to love and take care of that hair because that hair is your crown. And from and for centuries and centuries and centuries, it has always been the power of a woman. It's her hair. And if you pay more attention to books, to, to movies, to TV shows, just to history too, and how hair is, you know, it's something we kind of just like gaze upon, but it, it's there. It's our power, ladies. It's a part of our power. So use that power. Express yourself and also love it too. All right. <laughs> so on that note, I hope that you guys enjoyed today's episode. And I hope that, yeah, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, I hope you're having a good hair day. And if you're not having a good hair day, I hope tomorrow is a better one. 